0: has changed. And games have too. Or maybe it's me that changed. Metal Gear Solid 4 was the last time I escaped. The last time a game changed my world. It was Christmas morning, 2008, and my 13-year-old self had spent the prior six months begging my mom with all I was worth for a PlayStation 3. And most importantly, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. This was before I was old enough to spend hours watching trailers, walkthroughs, reviews, and more on YouTube. Back then, we didn't watch streamers play games for us. I only knew GameFact reviews were raving about the latest entry in my favorite franchise. And for some reason, because I was 13 with no money, I didn't have it yet. When Christmas rolled around, my mom liked to do this thing where she let us beg for our dream Christmas presents for months on end, swearing we couldn't afford it. And I quote, don't get your hopes up, only to swoop in at the last moment with the present of my dreams when I'd all but accepted she really meant it this year. We opened a slew of great presents that morning, and I was thankful for every one. After all, a PS3 was the most expensive gift I had ever asked for, and only a prat could be upset with parents for failing to deliver something so expensive. But my parents did. They always have. The Christmas rush was seemingly over, and I began helping Dad collect wrapping paper strewn about the floor before he suggested I grab something for him from the Entertainment Center cabinet. I promise at this point I still had no idea. Truthfully, I'd spent the entire morning peeking around every corner with bated breath, hoping to find a PS3 box beneath wrapping paper or hidden by some corny surprise. I was all out of hope, and I'd made peace with it. I crawled to the cabinet and tugged the knob. Behind it sat the key to my favorite childhood Christmas. Not because presents make the moment, but because of the surprise I felt. The relief. The gratitude. Back then, we didn't get toys every other week, and $100 was basically the lottery to me. I was genuinely convinced my parents couldn't afford such an amazing gift. And honestly, I'm still not sure they could. But they somehow figured it out. Because that's what parents do. They figure it out. And luckily, the gesture wasn't lost on me, even at 13. Though now, looking back, it means even more to me than it ever could back then. I grew up thinking everyone's dad skipped lunches and stayed late at work. When I got older, I realized only the good ones did. In the cabinet, a new world awaited me. A window into the last era of magic my young self would live through. The follow-up to the PS2 I hoped to make new memories on, just like the endless hours on the tube TV in the bedroom I shared with my younger brother, and Star Wars Battlefront 2, the Time Splitters 2 co-op campaign, and the Lord of the Rings licensed hack and slash games where we fought through the endless levels of Sauron's Tower a hundred times over. I made my best friend there. The PS3 was the dawn of a new era, but it was also the last one I got before the magic faded and life took me away from gaming for a while. That Christmas, the shiny new console glimmered in my eye, but like with any art medium, the machine is just the vehicle. It's not about the screens with which we watch films, but the pictures inside them. Not the pages that fill the books, but the words we read. Not the You get the point. More than I cared about the console itself, I longed for one game. One I wish now I could go back and relive as a wide-eyed 13-year-old kid just one more time. That game was Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. I'm gonna tell you guys about something I love for a while, so if you're all-in, sit back, take a breath, and I hope you feel something. This is Metal Gear Solid 4, and the magic we leave behind. And before we get too deep, I just want to say thank you guys for being here. Thank you for checking out this video. And if you enjoy content like this, hit that like button and feel free to subscribe to the channel. It really helps me out a lot over here. So thanks. It took hours to install. My parents had gone to the trouble of unboxing the console and setting everything up to the best of their knowledge, in hopes that the moment I discovered the Christmas surprise, it could be off to the races for little me. But none of us were prepared for the new age of game installations. So I stared at the screen for a few hours, chomping on sausage balls and sipping on Christmas chocolate milk until my anticipation was through the roof. And when the opening finally played, I got chills. I found the Metal Gear Solid series at a young age. In truth, too young, maybe. My dad brought Metal Gear Solid 1 home for the original PlayStation after a friend from work lent it to him. It wasn't for me though. Back then, my dad played video games too, both with me and my sister, and by himself. But it was becoming impossible not to share everything at that age, and the MGS series was edgy, slick, cool. Everything that might lure an eight-year-old obsessed with sword fighting and action movies. My dad showed me a lot of the coolest things. Something I can't wait to do for my own kids someday. My mom didn't want me to play it. Every entry in the MGS series is rated M, and by all means, kids at that age probably shouldn't be playing games that violent. It was actually a minor point of contention between my parents for a while that my dad ever let me play it. He wasn't supposed to, and I frequently found myself sneaking to play when mom wasn't around. But I couldn't help myself. I played the games all the way through, over and over. The first time, I watched my dad play, peering over the back of the couch when mom wasn't looking. Then, I played it with my dad watching. Then again and again after getting the stealth suit, and infinite ammo bandana achieved at the end of the game based on whether you survived the torture sequence or not. Those items made replays a breeze. So from the introduction, the series took a special place in my heart. It was more than a game. It was a memory. But more than that, a memory I shared with my best friend growing up. My dad. We played MGS2 together, too. I was a little older and the game was a ride we took together. No more sneaking around Mom. I'll never forget taking control of Snake again for the first time on the tanker sequence and the confusion soon after when I took control of Raiden for the first time, expecting a brief interlude only to find Solid Snake wasn't coming back. What is this? I hated that, at first. Now, with all its flaws, MGS2 could easily be one of my favorite games of all time. Kojima gave me something I didn't want and made me love it anyway. MGS3, Snake Eater, took me back to Snake, but it was different. Not the Solid Snake I knew, but future big boss. A plot I could hardly wrap my head around at that age. I can't choose favorite games. I love them all equally, but I can't deny, for all its glory, I missed Snake. The real snake to me, Solid Snake. So when MGS4 was announced and the return to Solid Snake confirmed, you can imagine my childish excitement. So fast forward back to Christmas morning, after hours of installation and years of anticipation, David Hayter's Old Snake came over the soundtrack, somehow rougher, more gravelly than before. War has changed. And that was all I needed to hear. I was captivated, and when the perfect transition from cutscene to gameplay occurred, and I was once again reunited with the character that defined my childhood, I got chills. Games don't hit like that anymore. But I didn't make this piece to explain to you guys why games aren't as good as they used to be. Maybe they aren't. They have changed undeniably so, but I don't know if that makes them worse at all. It's a debate that rages across the internet, but I have no wish to partake in it, mostly because I can't decide. I still game, but I don't play the games I used to. I can't remember the last time I was absorbed in a campaign mode or gripped by a video game story. After I grew up and got out of the house, I moved to social games. Online FPS games I could play with friends and grind endless ranked modes with. I would excitedly watch new E3 trailers and speculate about upcoming releases, but when they finally arrived, I didn't have the drive to go buy them. And when I did, I rarely finished them. Cue the memes about being old enough to afford all the games you wanted as a child but having no time to play them. Or leaving your library full of unfinished story mode save files, collecting only dust instead of memories. MGS4 sucked me in. It took me for a ride. I never forgot but there was something bittersweet about it. My dad and I played Metal Gear Solid games together for so many years. But during MGS3, he sort of fell off the bandwagon. To this day, I don't really know why. Something about all the sequences in the forest where targets became harder for his colorblind eyes to see. Or maybe he just got older, and games didn't excite him the way they used to. I don't know, but... That was the last game we played together. Sometimes you don't know you're in the good times till they're gone. Isn't that how the saying goes? So, MGS4 was a solo endeavor for me, but for the briefest hours on Christmas morning 2008, my dad sat on the couch and watched me sneak through the Middle Eastern streets of Act One, Liquid Sun, and it was just like all the times before. MGS4 was magic. If you know, you know. Some never connected with the series the way I did. Some say the plots were too convoluted, too chaotic, the cutscenes too melodramatic. But to me, they were iconic. Hideo Kojima made memories for me, and for that, I'll always be thankful. That's really the best way I can describe the magic though. I search for better words, for the perfect analogy. But the only word that comes to mind is iconic. Few other IPs contained characters that stuck in my mind for so many years. Scenes I never forgot. Dueling with Frank Yeager's Grey Fox. Your first encounter with Sniper Wolf. Naked Raiden. Defeating your own boss in a field of gorgeous flowers. To this day, I find myself wanting to go back and watch them again just to relive the memories. Hideo Kojima is a legend in the industry, and at the time MGS4 released, he was reaching the pinnacle of his upward trajectory. The game was so self-indulgent it could almost be hilarious, but I liked that. It was so long I frequently came to the end of an act and wondered how many more they could fit onto the disc. Snake had already been through so much, what more could remain? But somehow, despite the peaks the game reached, a higher one always waded beyond, lingering on the horizon. To this day, it's jarring how Kojima attempted to balance the moments of pure absurdity and childish bathroom humor with lofty political conspiracy plots and comic book-esque dramatic flair, all the while paying immaculate attention to the world-building details and realism that counts, demonstrated by all the moments in which Snake takes a gun apart, assessing its quality to links even real soldiers might not care to. The same thing that might turn new fans away is exactly what intrigues me. The MGS series is absurd on every level. The action, the plots, the characters, the realism, the drama, none of this turns me away. I can watch the Grunts of the Patriots video on YouTube and laugh every time, somehow even more endeared. don't even get me started on how the games feel. I know a common complaint new generation gamers have with trying old classics for the first time is getting past how clunky the controls were. And Metal Gear shouldn't be an exception, but to me, they often just felt perfect. I miss them. There was something iconic to the restricted movement and camera angles. But more than that, Metal Gear contained some of the most recognizable sound bites, opening and closing your inventory, a call on the codec, the death screens. The sounds when you move your cursor to select what save file you want to play from. Hell, the way Snake says, Meryl, 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 is even iconic. And don't get me started on the alert sound. The amount of zoomers hearing that sucker slapped into every hip YouTuber's videos without ever knowing where it originated. Signals how it transcended the game itself. No professional video editor on YouTube can exist without the sound bit stashed in their library of tricks. When I was a kid, my dad had the codec call sound as a ringtone, and sometimes when my mom called, he would answer and say, Meryl. I grinned every time. But how much of my opinion is tied to childhood memory? Hell. Meryl was my first video game crush. I don't care to review Guns of the Patriots for you, because I don't have to convince you of anything. The magic of story transcends this molecular conversation. The magic of memory. And that's the question I'm left with. Did the games change, or did we? The 2010s were the nostalgia era, so much so that cynics frequently lament the lack of anything new and truly original. And it's true, so much new art is a remake or tribute to something that came before. This has always been the case, but it feels more prevalent than ever. Even Kojima himself plays to your nostalgic vulnerabilities in MGS4 when Snake returns to Shadow Moses Island, the iconic location in which the entirety of MGS1 took place. To this day, I've never seen nostalgia bait so expertly executed. He waits until fairly deep into the game before the big reveal, and primes the player with a phenomenal story experience long before he hits you with the Shadow Moses gut punch. It feels earned. The entire game thus far has been a culmination of all the previous entries, all seemingly less and less related, only to tie them all together with a rather humongous bow. Furthermore, Shadow Moses isn't where the game ends, only the place that sets the bomb ticking. Gets your heart pounding as you race toward the end. It's a tasty treat made with love. Kojima doesn't rely on it to tell a coherent story or convince you to love a weaker entry in the series. It feels like you, the player, earned it. Like it was the return you didn't know you'd been waiting for. One last thank you before kicking things into gear and finishing off an explosive entry in a legendary series. I mean seriously, Kojima lets you pilot freaking Metal Gear Rex facing off against Metal Gear Rey. 13-year-old me couldn't have dreamed a cooler thing to do. Kojima had me convinced the whole thing was about to end there, the place it all began. It all becomes so unbelievably dramatic, but in the best way. When Raiden amputated his own arm to escape the rubble and save Snake, I couldn't believe my eyes. I was so invested in the story, its characters, that I didn't have to suspend my disbelief. I didn't care at all. Rose's voice pierces the darkness. Jack, Jack, do you remember do you the, day we day we the day we met? Sons of Liberty. That was all it took to break me. Do you see my point yet? The groundwork that Kojima laid in previous games planted so many memories. So many moments I'd recognize with only a single line or sound bite. Kojima took me back to where it all began, but instead of giving me candy, he gave me something hard to swallow. He gave me failure. More pain. Liquid escaped. He used the bittersweet memory to propel the player forward into the final act, angry. Liquid. Eager to Ugh. stop Liquid once and for all. The sequence isn't a crutch. After MGS4, I waited with everyone else seven years to return to the world of Metal Gear. And in those seven years, a lot changed. I was a grown-up when MGS5 The Phantom Pain came out in 2015. And this is the saddest part of the story I'm telling. I watched every trailer, over and over. Every interview, every behind the scenes look. I hawked every news site. When the game finally came out, I dove in. I played for seven hours straight the day that I got it. I sank exorbitant amounts of time into it for the first week. It was gorgeous. To this day, I haven't played a game that felt so good in your hands. It was so refined. A masterpiece, really? In fact, I have no criticism of the game whatsoever on a technical level. Despite my love of Kiefer Sutherland, though, the removal of David Hayter voicing Snake was a big blow. I get why Kojima did it, but still. Next was the lack of endless cutscenes. I know! a controversial take. But I can't deny, I know a lot of players were happy to get more in-game playtime without so many cutscene interruptions. The cutscene length was a growing complaint after MGS4. The game holds the world record for longest sequence of cutscenes in a game, but I never minded. Hell, Back during MGS3, I remember the day I finished the game, my mom had allowed me to play for approximately 30 minutes. However, when the time limit was up and she yelled, Alex, time to get off from the other room, I politely called back, just a minute, as soon as this cutscene is over. And that day, I was tied to the screen for three hours straight. MGS5 worked hard to address this common complaint, but I can't help feeling like the game lost its focus on story and became too focused on gameplay. A strange complaint, I know, but I kinda loved putting the controller down to get lost in the info dumping, the exposition, the endless world building for a while. The fifth Metal Gear installment was a landmark, and still is by my perception. The open world ambitions were so well realized. The game was so beautiful. I loved it so freaking much. In theory, at least. But the Phantom Pain didn't hit like it was supposed to for me. I got bogged down in the endless side quests and lack of any definitive direction for long stretches of the game. But I don't know how valid my opinion here really is. I'm not a game critic, in fact I don't think of myself as a critic at all. I'm only trying to get you up to speed on how I felt at the time. But let's go back to the day it released. I had it pre-ordered and rushed after work to GameStop to pick it up. I took it home to the apartment I shared with a friend and eagerly hopped onto the bed in my upstairs room, staring at the installation progress bar on the TV. Just me and my dog Light. That first day, that first step back into the MGS world was starkly different from Christmas morning 2008. It just wasn't the same. It was too quiet. Later, I would boast to my younger brother about how perfect the game was, how obsessed I'd become. And I really meant it, for the first few weeks at least. But unfortunately, that spark faded. And I'm ashamed to admit, I never finished The Phantom Pain. How could you? As previously mentioned, there are a few minor pain points I can refer to if you want to get technical, but to this day, I'm not really sure why I lost the spark. So I'm here asking, once again, did games really change? Or did I? Since becoming something resembling an adult, I watched games come and go. Cyberpunk 2077, The Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Breath of the Wild. The list is quite literally endless, I've anticipated them all, even bought some, but completed few. A part of me would like to credit the rise of online multiplayer gaming for siphoning the magic out of story mode games. With the PS3 and Xbox 360 came all the best social experiences, from Halo and Call of Duty to newer generations like Overwatch and Fortnite. These days, consoles and PCs are dominated by social gaming. They have a certain shiny quality to them, easier to get into, more competitive more mechanical skill often required, and most importantly, you get to play them with friends. Games like Metal Gear Solid 5 tried to address this trend, but that might actually be what siphoned the magic out of it for me to begin with. Developers began to obsess less and less over unit sales and more over microtransactions and targeting addictive behaviors to keep players on platforms longer. And with the rise of streaming on Twitch and YouTube, Many of us who don't have the time or will to go pay $60 for a campaign gaming experience can simply turn on our favorite streamer in the background on our second PC monitor, while we do more important things and get a satisfactory secondhand experience of the game without the price tag or time commitment. But that's just it. The experience is secondhand. I just don't know how immersive an experience can be when viewed through a streamer's eyes. I'm not saying it isn't an enjoyable experience, just a different one. It's less memorable. Most importantly, less personal. That said, games now are more communal than ever. And maybe that's just how the tides change. Everything can't stay the same forever. Maybe we just lived through an age that had to end. But maybe that age didn't end at all either. Maybe we just grew up. Maybe we just have to try harder now. Maybe when we were kids, the magic came to us because we waited for it with open arms. I can't speak for everyone, but if I'm being honest, these days, I don't have time for magic. Despite how I long for it, I convince myself it isn't a valuable use of my time. That completing the Phantom Pain won't make me more money, or improve my health in a way that serves my career or relationships. I see everything through a lens of productivity. But I find myself here writing this piece and beginning to see the grime that's accumulated on it. I kinda want to remove the lens and live for a while. I want to open myself up for the first time in years and let the magic in. Reacquainting myself with Metal Gear for this piece was an experience I didn't know I needed, and conjured memories that have collected dust for years. It's reignited my love for something I thought that I'd lost, but that love isn't lost, is it? I hope that you've felt something in this piece. And maybe that's what it's all about. What I've been trying to say the whole time. This piece wasn't about Metal Gear Solid. I think it was about the magic of childhood through the eyes of a young nerd. I'm not sure I knew that going in though. I set out to talk about something I used to love and found out I still do. It doesn't have to be Metal Gear. You don't have to laugh at the potty humor or suspend your disbelief while Raiden dances atop a blade stuck in the ground with knives attached to his feet, slicing an immortal vampire to bits. It doesn't have to be Snake's excruciating crawl through the microwave hallway. For you, it could be something completely different. But if you leave here with nothing else, I hope you go back to the magic you used to know. And I hope you find it wasn't so far lost As it seemed, war has changed. God knows the world has, and we need those old sparks more than ever. So I'm going to go dust off my old copy of The Phantom Pain now and find out how it ends. Have a good night.